Sex isn't one size fits all, which can make it difficult to figure out what works for you. That's why a team of smart female engineers and designers made the Lioness Vibrator the first and only health tracker for your sex life. Simply use it like any normal vibrator and sync it to your app to gain new insights into your sex life and have fun with some self-experimentation. Learn more and take 15% off your Lioness at lioness.io slash hands together. Today's show is supported by Gunpowder and Sky's new film, Hearts Beat Loud. Hearts Beat Loud stars Nick Offerman and Kiersey Clemens as a father-daughter songwriting duo. College-bound Sam struggles to balance her studies, her budding romance with Rose, and the success of the song she writes with her dad. Hearts Beat Loud, co-starring Ted Danson, Sasha Lane, Blythe Danner, and Tony Collette, is now playing in select theaters. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UTV! Now the song's over. What's up? How's everybody doing? I see that this one person didn't show up, ignoring all of the rest of you and only focusing on my dad who didn't make it. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, Dad. (laughs) Did everybody have a good Father's Day? (laughs) That is the correct response. I am Rhea Butcher. This is Put Your Hands Together. Put your hands together for that and all the comics that are back there. We have a wonderful lineup. You're going to love this show. I got yet another haircut. (laughs) I put some extra lines in. Um, I just want to realize my dream of becoming the neighborhood bully named Dusty. (laughs) Or Rusty. Either one. I just need a BMX bike and a bigger chip on my shoulder and I'll be good to go. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I'm setting myself up to be like, I have to be very, 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 very progressive in everything that I say with this haircut. (laughs) It's very easily confused for the wrong side of everything. (laughs) I like to make my job a lot harder. I'm just going to always wear a shirt that says what this shirt says on the back. Like, just walking around with this, like, no, 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 look at the shirt. <laughs> Do not be fooled by the hair. <laughs> Check out uh, the shirt. Um, I did, uh, you know, the Father's Day thing. I called my dad. I called him on a Saturday, on Saturday which was a shitty power move on my part. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd call you today. I got a lot going on tomorrow. <laughs> Which was just like 35 years in the making to do that. I'm like, let's pile up a bunch of useless shit you don't need to do on Sunday so you can call your dad and be like, mm, too busy. <laughs> just uh, leave him in the driveway for once. What? Oh! <laughs> There's something else I was going to say about Father's Day. Oh, yeah, it was like the last moment, like 11.59 on Sunday. Um, also, Cameron Esposito, my wife, my partner on this show, is out of town. Obviously, she's not here. <laughs> what if? <laughs> yeah, she got even tinier. You can't see her anymore. Uh, she's out of town promoting her uh, special, Rape Jokes, which you should get if you haven't gotten it. 
she's already made she made that thing all on her own uh she got people to donate their time which is wonderful people came together to help her get that done they made some money to pay for the one thing they had to pay for which was the two thousand dollar cameras and then all the rest of the money and ucb this place we're in right now donated the space for her to film it um Hannah, our producer, donated her time. Ryan donated his time. Um, they made back that money and then also raised over $30,000 for Rain and still Woo! making money for it. So, if you haven't watched it or downloaded or donated, do that now if you can or if you're in a, a position to do that. And uh, just keep donating money to things these days because we need to do that. Um, anyway, back to my shitty dad. Uh <laughs> I, I was just on my phone at 11.59 on a Sunday night because my wife is out of town. And when the wife is away, the idiot will play with their phone. Like, I can't... She's always like, put your phone away! And I'm like, no! And then she leaves and I'm like, why am I on this? It's just like pain and anger. Like, I don't understand. So I'm on my phone and I've completely lost track of my original joke because I promoted a video in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm usually, like, super good at segues, but I have a writing job. Fancy! So I'm sitting in a room all day going, I should be talking. Anyway, I remembered it. Got there. 11.59. I'm on my phone. It's like the last moments of Father's Day. I've said nothing about Father's Day because I have no thoughts on Father's Day until the very last moment. Hail Mary, I tweet. LOL, my dad turned me down to walk me down the aisle. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> and then I said, you know, in his defense, I took too long to ask him because I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> Not funny. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I just like talking about dads. <laughs> and then a bunch of people were like, I'll do it! And I was like, I've been married for three years! <laughs> I, I was past tense, I thought. I don't know. Bad at grammar these days. Um, so yes, I'm on my phone too much. That is a hellscape to be on that thing. Um, also, a hellscape is what we're living in. Um, I think that ice, uh, not the state of water, but the <laughs> Gestapo that we have in this country and have had for years, um, is when the, the phrase support the troops becomes a sentient being. Oh. What else am I supposed to talk about? Is there stuff on television? I don't know. I'm not watching it. I just think like people... I, I also noticed in an ICE video, there was like an undercover video uh, of, of ICE and they have like those patches, which you can just buy on Amazon. Like you can just buy an American flag patch that is a tactical patch for uniforms. Like, why are we able to just get that and then, like, pose as this, like, play, pl playing that? Why would you do that? Like, it's a terrible, they're terrible people that want to do this, but they have, like, they're just making series of American flags with a colored line through it. And the original one was for a thin blue line for, like, Blue Lives Matter stickers, which if you leave this city or stay in it, you see all over the place because people are like, ah, I love cops! Like, no, you don't. You definitely don't. Like, as soon as you get a ticket, you're like, ah, fuck the cops! But they, like, murder citizens on film, and you're like, I love the cops! Like, you're a terrible human being. And then you put that on the back of your car because you're like, don't give me a ticket! And that's all that matters to you. A fucking ticket. <laughs> 
So you can like buy those and now they make each color is for each different fucking arm of this regime that's like keeping everybody down. And so the ice one is green because obviously they're like, oh man, the cops got the blue. <laughs> I guess it's for like land or whatever, the pieces of shit. And so then I looked it up on Amazon to create like a joke about it, which is a sad thing to do, but I was doing it anyway, so you're welcome. And I fucking found one, a sticker that is like, you know, American tactical support flag. Like what the fuck, what? Anyway, and it was like every color in the bars of the thing. And I was like, these fuckers are gonna accidentally make a fucking pride flag for this shit. And we're gonna just like walk up to each other like the Spider-Man meme. Pieces of shit. (laughs) Speaking of pieces of shit, Elon Musk. (laughs) I don't like rich people. I don't understand how people are like, this guy will save us. Literally never has a rich person saved anybody. That's why all this is happening. If rich people saved us, this wouldn't be happening. It wouldn't be happening. All the rich people in the audience are like, I don't know about this. I am very rich and I'm a nice person. (laughs) I got a sticker on the back of my car and everything. (laughs) But I mean, also rich is like very relative, so whatever. But I also have a very specific way of pronouncing the word rich, which is rich. Like I've just never, I can't drop it. It's a four letter word to me. It is a four letter word. I understand. (laughs) But I'm saying, anyway. It's just funny that people are like, no, he'll save us. This guy, he definitely wants to save us. He's only created luxury cars that five people on the planet can afford. But he definitely wants to save us. Happy Father's Day. And I don't understand why you would be like... Okay, so the other thing is that guy wants to put us in the stars like we're gonna live in the in the stars we're gonna live in space surrounded by a wonderful space force that hasn't been created simply to funnel funds into like weapons manufacturers pockets or anything watch out (laughs) we'll live in the stars we already live in the stars we live on a planet that lives in the stars we're already there man We already had all of it. We had the whole thing. We were like, no, this isn't good enough. I want to breathe carbon monoxide. I want to live in asbestos. I want to drink lead-lined water. This is what I need. Okay. A white lady came up to me in a cafe. I love how that's enough. I love that that's enough for everybody to be like, holy shit, what? But it is, it's totally enough. Um, I was in a, and, and look, I'm calling her a white lady. That's not to say that I am not also white, but, but okay, I, a white person, was in a cafe and then another white person came up to me. Because people get very angry, like I, whatever, I'll get to it, it doesn't matter. 
so this white lady came up to me and you know what i'm not totally 100 percent sure that she was a white lady she was definitely not scandinavian or something like that so i don't mean to say she's white if she doesn't happen to be white but in my interpretation of the experience at hand she passed as a white person so i apologize to this lady if she's listening because she might have been because she's a fan of my work that was the whole point she came up to me no not the whole point there's more to it but she was like hey i just wanted to and i was in a full baseball uniform by the way too it was like somehow i stupidly thought i was incognito that way i'm like no 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 this is bringing on more attention people are like definitely that's Rhea butcher they're in a full baseball uniform definitely that's them and uh so she came up to me and was like I, I, I love your, I just want to say thanks for your work. I love what you're doing. Your Twitter is very funny and it's very educational. And I was like, thank you! Because white people really hate it when I say the words white people. I'm literally doing it for that one white lady that I think was white <laughs> to be educated. Goal achieved. One white lady is like, I'm, I'm educated. Done! I just die in an Eagle Rock cafe. <laughs> that I shouldn't be in because I'm a white person. <laughs> Every white person in here is like, I've never heard a white person say white person so much in my life. <laughs> That's the problem! <laughs> what if I just became Sam Kinison? That would really be taking it back somehow, I think. <clears throat> I think feckless cunt was pretty kind, actually. <laughs> I have two drafts in my Twitter that says exactly that. I wrote that to myself twice. That's how much I believe in it. I wrote it, then I did more research, added a screenshot, and was like, feckless cunt was too kind. Um, let's see, what was it? Okay, I said the white lady thing. Um, is anybody, does anybody know that um, dummy from Kent State? Thank you. Is that the last one? Uh, second to last. Thank you. Perfect. I just want to know how many shitheads I could talk about before the show starts. Do you know that Dum uh, Dum that graduated from Kent State University recently that um, took a gun to graduation to prove her rights and shit? Okay, yes. Um, number one, don't retweet that person. Can everybody in here promise me that they won't like tweet that person out in any way, shape, or form? Like a screenshot, none of it. Because like we're giving her a career. Without that, she has nothing. She has just a bunch of dumb conservative bots and like not as many people. There's more of us. That's why these people get careers. Because we go, look at how stupid this is. And people are like, I love it. <laughs> and then these dum-dums get careers. So anyways, promise me that, whatever. There was a picture of her sitting on a flag. How American. At the beach with a liberal tears mug. <laughs> and saying some dumb shit. I don't even know what she was saying. It literally doesn't matter. And I think, A, who takes a ceramic mug to the beach? <laughs> the fuck? B, I think those liberal tears mugs are like the most righteous self-own. Because could you imagine, like they're, they're all smug about it, like <clears throat> liberal tears. Could you imagine drinking liberal tears? Like just drinking like hot saline to be like, I hate you. <laughs> I think that's very funny, but whatever. Okay, I think it, I can say these two last things. Um, 
it's wild because people go on television, like state-run media, basically, in this country to say, like, <laughs> this Nazi shit we're doing, it's not, this, we're not the Nazis, no. I mean, come on. Look, the reason we're different from the Nazis is because we're keeping them in. Or no, the Nazis were, I can't even keep it straight anymore. It's some Nazi shit. And I love that they get, like, defensive about being called Nazis, because if somebody called me a Nazi, I'd be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Based on what? My haircut? All right. <laughs> I think it just means something if you get defensive when somebody calls you something. Anyway, that's not funny. I just want to talk about terrible Nazis. Okay, speaking of calling you something, and then I'll, I'll end on this, and then we'll get into our uh, comedy show. Um, I was just thinking, because like people who don't believe in dignity love to make fun of people and their pronouns or like having that conversation or whatever. And some of the issue is that we're having these conversations publicly so it's like an in-group conversation with the out-group being a part of it. So it's like there's no, we can't moderate the conversation. We're just talking about something and it's very hard to like speak with any amount of nuance or whatever. And so every time we try to talk about something from a, a, like a real place to say like just you know, use they pronouns because it makes me feel better. Could you do that? Sure, sounds good. Then some asshole has to be like, yeah, man, 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 liberal tears, mom, and jump in and like make you feel terrible and then be like, oh, what do you call you that? Like making fun of you and stuff. And so what I think we should all do is when we were, instead of using cis or cisgender to talk about cis or cisgender people, we should start saying man with air quotes. <laughs> And use quotes on Twitter whenever you say man or woman or female or man so that when they make fun of us, they have to be like, yeah, I'm a man or whatever. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> All right, well, that's my <laughs> gender expression propaganda that I'm writing. <laughs> Thank you for that sing single woo. I'm not ending on a punchline. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> my dad did get a new dog he got a new puppy and I had to hear stories about how much fun they're having together that just sucks because I thought I was the son he never had I did end on a punchline and you were still sad about it. <laughs> sad punchlines, Rhea Butcher. That's it. All right, are you guys ready to get this show rolling? Yeah! Great! I'm really excited about this show. There's a lot of awesome comics, so please get it started right now for this first comic. Get it going for Nate Babel right now! Keep it going for Rhea, everybody! So uh, here's how low my self-esteem is. I was backstage during her set, didn't know when she was going to get off, and when she said, speaking of pieces of shit, I'm like, that's my cue. Uh, I want to ask you guys your opinion on this. Be honest with me. When we get a dog, should we go to a breeder, or should we adopt? What should we do? Adopt. Ooh, I'll be honest. I was really hoping you were going to say breeder. Uh, I was just trying to sway my conscience. It does sound messed up coming from a Jew, but we just really want a superior, pure breed animal. Uh, I also don't like Nazis. I just want to make that very clear. But people get really upset when I say we don't want to adopt. I had a lady yell at me saying, hey, 
if you don't adopt, a shelter is going to kill a dog. And I'm like, how am I the bad guy and not the shelter then? How have we all decided we're okay with a business operating solely off of threats? What if a candy store said, hey, for every chocolate fudge we don't sell, we're gonna force feed to a diabetic Pomeranian. Your move. And then your friends are like, save room for dessert, you monster. And why is everyone always so adamant how you have to adopt dogs? You have to adopt dogs. But no one's ever as passionate about adopting other things. Like, you know, people. (laughs) There are thousands of children in need of a good home right now. But whenever some couple says, me and Sarah are thinking about getting pregnant, no one goes, no, you have to get a shelter human. (laughs) And don't forget to spay or neuter your rescue baby, all right? We got to control the orphan population. I don't know why you'd want to have your own kid in the first place. When you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? <laughs> you sociopath. <laughs> and if you have one kid of your own, I get it, but I will never understand these couples. I'm sure we've all met at least one. They're like, oh, we have six kids, five boys and one girl, because, oh, we just kept trying for the girl. Yeah, you don't have a conception problem. You have a gambling problem at that point. <laughs> You're ruining the self-esteem of boys two through five at that point. Imagine growing up knowing your entire life if your older brother was a girl, you wouldn't exist and your family would have a nicer house. If you want a girl, just adopt a girl. There are thousands of Chinese girls in need of a good home. Adopt one of them, then one day you get a Jewish son-in-law. All right, some of you know that stereotype. (laughs) Jewish people, we love Asian women. That's one of the lesser known stereotypes about Jews, along with the fact that we're all lactose intolerant, and the reason we don't eat bacon is because if we do, our foreskin grows back. So now, I feel like some of you are really on board with me, and the rest of you are like, I understand that was a heavy joke, so let me lighten the mood a little bit here. Uh, My dad died when I was three years old. Happy Father's Day. I see a theme brewing here. Uh, Sometimes when I tell people that, they go, oh, how old was he? Like they're trying to do the mental math of how sad they're supposed to be. (laughs) I like to mess with them. I'm like, oh, he was 11. (laughs) Yeah, he was a real stud. Runs in the family. How's your day going? (laughs) Honestly, I think losing my dad so young, the main thing it really taught me in life is to just enjoy your time while you're here because it can be gone in a second. I try not to take things so seriously. And people call me apathetic because of that. And honestly, I think apathy can be a good thing because a lot of the problems in the world are caused by people who care too much. People who care if you're black or you're gay or you're transgender or you're Muslim or you're immigrant. These people care about that shit. I want to live in a world where you can go up to someone and say, hey, I am a black, gay, transgender, Muslim immigrant. And everyone will say, I don't give a fuck. That is the world I want to be in. That is better than acceptance to me. Because you accept a credit card. That shit is conditional. But not giving a shit is universal. What do you get when you care? You get disappointed. You get angry. You get depressed. You know what I get when I don't care? I get nothing. (laughs) 
and there is nothing better than nothing. When your coworkers say, what did you do this weekend? You say nothing. They're like, that sounds amazing. When you go to dinner with a friend and they pick up the check, you say, how much do I owe? What do you want them to say? Nothing. You go on a date with a cute girl in a sundress. What do you hope is under that sundress? Nothing. And then when you get tested three weeks later, what do you hope the results find? Nothing. Nothing is good. Nothing matters. Nothing is worth living for. That's my philosophy. That's what I tell everybody. That's the reason I got fired from the suicide hotline. <laughs> Believe in nothing. Guys, thank you very much. Enjoy your lives while you're here. What's up, Put Your Hands Together listeners? This is Rhea here, and I love my Tomboy X underwear. It's the only underwear that fits me and is comfortable, looks great, is fashionable. It's time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Underwear with more frills than function or underwear your mom got you to fem you up. It's time to wear underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. Tomboy X. Tomboy X has everything from bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts to soft bras and racerback bras, all in everyday basic colors and fun seasonal prints, and all with options from extra small to 4X. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together and check out special bundles and pack pricing. Put your hands together, listeners. We'll get an extra 15% off with code hands together. Again, just use the code hands together for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together. A little positive nihilism for you. <laughs> Nothing! Um, I was just going to mention um, that I started using they, them pronouns, and I, I don't tell every single human being that I interact with or even on this show or anything. So, number one, what, if people use... Here's the thing. I don't believe anybody can use wrong ones. So, if somebody says she, they're not wrong. Just letting everybody know. Second... Something that's funny is that as soon as I decided, I'm going to use they, them pronouns. That sounds good to me. That sounds fun and inclusive of myself and my being. Everyone started using she so much more. <laughs> like, people stop me on the street and they're like, ma'am, what a woman you are. Just across the road, she, her, have a great day. Literally, no one's called me he since I started using they, them pronouns. Everybody's like, that's a she, for sure. All the way up until that, everybody's like, sir, sir, dude, man. Excuse me, man. <laughs> but now people are like, hey, what's up, bro? And I turn around, they're like, sorry. And I'm like, hey, man, everything's cool. And then their brains explode positively. <laughs> that's all. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> this is very funny. I'm like, I'm going to use these pronouns now. And people are chasing me down on the street. You're a woman, right? I don't know. If you want an answer for me, you're not going to get it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm a woman. Sure. <laughs> man. Whatever, man. It's going to take off. And it's going to change the world, I'm telling you. If everybody in this room starts doing it, then like everyone in this room will be people doing it. 
and no one else knows what you're doing. They're like, what's wrong with you? Do you have you been like watching Best of Chris Farley all weekend? What's happening? Only old people get that joke. Okay, let's keep the show going. Guess what? This next comic is their first time on the show. So you know what we do here at Put Your Hands Together when it's somebody's first time on the show, right? You get a nice, warm welcome going for them. Right now! going for Rhea Butcher. So funny. Wow. Holy shit. This is a gorgeous audience. Give it up for yourselves. You are beautiful. Holy shit. You know, I wish I could say the same for myself. Um, I just don't know what it's like to not look like a thumb, you know? Just what's the difference at this point? What's my purpose of living? Um... No, really, though, my self-esteem is at its all-time low, just body image-wise, lifestyle-wise, you know? And at the end of the day, when I look at myself in the mirror, there's really no one left to blame except Barbie. Okay, fuck that bitch. (laughs) Fuck that bitch. I never liked Barbie. Expectations were high at such a young age, okay? There was fucking wedding dress Barbie, pop star Barbie, mermaid Barbie. Are you? I'm never gonna be half fish, okay? That's not gonna happen. It's unrealistic for girls, okay? I wanna see lap band Barbie, before and after. DUI Barbie, you know, just... Tax return wasn't as much as I expected, Barbie. Just give me something to relate to, for the love of Buddha, okay? So Barbie was never a role model for me. My mom was. Anyone love their moms? (laughs) You know, uh, my mom was a single mother for the most part. My parents got divorced when I was really young, but it didn't really affect me back then, okay? My, My dad had another woman, okay? Believe it or not, Asian dads are are very capable of some Tristan Thompson shit. Um, Luckily, there was no leaked video, but the point is, it didn't affect me when I was younger. I didn't really know what was going on, so I didn't really care, but as I got older, the more I realized how dope my mom is. Like, my mom is the shit, okay? My mom is the Chinese Beyonce. (laughs) You don't cheat on the Chinese Beyonce. You don't. Cheat on the Chinese Beyonce, she will lemonade your ass, okay? She will drop Green Tea, the visual album, and put you on blast. She'll do it, okay? My dad fucked up. He better call Becky with the good dumplings, okay? It happened. I went there. You were all thinking it. I think I'm gonna change my name to Yellow Ivy. Um, Just, it's never too late to rebrand. Doesn't Yellow Ivy sound like a drug? A little bit, like I I popped a couple Yellow Ivies last night. Ecstasy. I've actually never in my life done ecstasy, not because I'm against it, just because I don't listen to Skrillex. Um, Or the Chainsmokers, also known as the Lung Cancers. Uh, How do they come up with these EDM names? It's fucking ridiculous. Like DJ Snake, that's embarrassing, okay? (laughs) That's some shit he wrote on his notebook in third grade. And the S was an actual snake, you know? It just stuck. Like, like Dylan Francis and Steve Aoki, that was their birth name, okay? I respect that. What the fuck is Swedish House Mafia? I'm pretty sure that was the runner-up name for Ikea. I don't... They just found a crumpled up piece of paper in the trash. (laughs) 
ah, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. But people really buy into that EDM culture, you know, and, and concerts, raves. I think concerts are just big hypnotisms is what it is. <laughs> like, call and response, that shit is fucking brainwash, okay? Like, they will sneak shit in there. They'll be like, when I say, hey, y'all say ho, hey. Hey, when I say pro, y'all say life, pro, pro, like what, what the fuck, what the fuck did I just agree to, I, we're just so excited to be a part of something, it's fucking ridiculous, and literally there's always one point during the show, always, the person on stage says, let's get those flashlights out, let's light this bitch up, turn the light on, or whatever, like I have 1% left on my phone, and 13 pending Snapchats, but sure, sure, thought you'd never ask, flashlight, that's ridiculous, <sighs> fucking Snapchat, anyone on Snapchat? Yeah, a little bit. Instagram more, I get it. No, I get it. I, don't, I honestly can't even remember a time before apps. I don't. Especially dating apps. Where are my single people at? Make some noise. Wow. This is like Tinder in real life. No. 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 <laughs> I'm picky, okay? I'm very picky. The thing is, there's so many dating apps now. There's Tinder, there's Bumble. There's Hinge. There's fucking Coffee Meets Bagel. Has anyone heard of Coffee Meets Bagel? Yeah? Well, Coffee Meets Bagel is, I think, a little more sophisticated, like a more serious for people who actually want to find love. <laughs> fucking creeps, right? <laughs> um, the thing is, I don't, I don't feel like Coffee Meets Bagel is specific enough. You know, I think they need to narrow it down a little more. Like Nat said, what if a Jewish guy is only into Asian chicks, okay? Matzo ball meat soy sauce. That's what... <laughs> That would be perfect. You know, a Mexican dude is only into fucking um, black girls. Um, you were in my peripheral. It goes all the way. It goes all the way. Uh, fucking, fucking taquito meets chocolate. You know what I mean? There's, there can be something for everyone. Like, what's your ethnic background, sir? Asian. Eight, but what kind? Korean. Korean, okay. And what ethnicity do you typically go for? White, Jewish. Okay, well, uh, I mean, hey, maybe you switch seats, um, and I'll hook you up. But it'll be like kimchi, you know, meets matzo ball. You get the fucking point, people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what do I look like, Cupid? God damn. No, actually, I like it. I like it. Are you are you into men as well? No. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that you know what? It's it's hot. It's really hot right now. <laughs> God damn. Okay, so we're still here. We're still here. We're still on stage. It's perfect. No, honestly, dating really is tough. It's really tough because I, 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 I feel like I need to black out just to feel something these days. You know what I mean? And it's getting out of hand. Like I need to get my shit together, okay? It really hit me one morning when I woke up alone in a stranger's bed, okay? I was fucking scary. I was like, holy shit, how drunk was I last night? I must have been blacked the fuck out. Like, I don't even remember drinking, okay? I was like, did I get roofied? It was fucking terrifying. I, I've never gotten roofied before, you know? But then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait. I got roofied? Oh my god. Me? Oh, this is so unexpected. What an honor. Speech, speech, speech. No, I don't. My god, take that ex-boyfriend, you know? 
Who's laughing now? I looked around in this stranger's bed like, I can see myself building a home here. You know, got a little cozier, went back to sleep. Here's the thing. Guys are always really surprised when they find out I'm not your typical conservative, traditional Asian girl, okay? I have a wild side. But there are certain things I will absolutely not let slide, okay? There was this guy I was hooking up with. He comes over one night, steps into my apartment, off the bat tells me he wants to try anal, okay? I'm looking at him like, mm mm What kind of girl do you think I am? Shoes off, okay? Thank you so much. My name is Sherry Cola. Oh my god, I feel very old if like there's just a guy going, I want to try anal. <laughs> Isn't that like a fourth month conversation? <laughs> oh. I've been thinking about dyeing my hair like a bright color. I got to cover up all these grays that are like anal on the first date. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I was just going to ask everybody, hey, friends, while we're in here, let's not use phones. Is that cool with everybody? Because uh, we put this out as a podcast, so you can listen to it. So don't uh, uh, video anybody's sets or anything like that. Um, if you need to snap a photo, let's do it very super discreetly, or maybe not at all. Let's not do that. Cool? Everybody cool with that? Great. Does everybody feel weird now? Everybody feels weird. Should I do crowd work so that you can see how weird I feel? Should I put myself down a little bit so we can feel a little bit even? Even though I'm still the person in power because I have the microphone, do we need to do that? All right, fine. My wife is always the one that does the crowd work and I'm notoriously bad at it because I just never do it. So guess what? I'm going to do it real quick and you guys will be like, oh my God, they don't. <laughs> one time I did crowd work and there was a person in the front row with their arm in a sling and I was like, how'd you do that? And they were like, I'm not answering that. <laughs> And I was like, that's a great fucking point. Why would I ask someone how they injured themselves or were injured by someone else? Yeah, that's not a, that's not a great conversation starter. How the fuck did you hurt yourself? <laughs> how are you? Great. You seem to be having a fun time at the show. What'd you do today? Great. Uh-huh. I went to work. Shit. <laughs> Where do you work? I actually work from home. What? You write from home. Yeah. What do you write from home? Short stories mostly. Oh my God, you're living a, just a blessed life. <laughs> That's what you do? You write short stories from home? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Give it up for this person. Living their dream. Making themselves and others happy. What's up with you? How was your day today? I saw you were late to the show. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. You're supposed to hold it for hours and hours. Comedy show's important. Well, yeah, see, now we've learned our lesson. Don't ever do that again. Um, how was your day? It was good. It was better than yesterday. Yesterday I spent like six hours at the DMV. Fuck. Yeah, so I had to like go and get something notarized. Sure, yeah. It's brutal. Oof, yeah. So today was, yeah, okay. It was better than yesterday. You weren't at the DMV today. You were at You have to go back again? Yeah, soon. Oof. I'm so sorry for your loss. I made a friend there. That's cool. A DMV for like a person that worked at the DMV? No, she, she was in line. Okay, I was going to say, because I honestly think that people that work at the DMV have lost the ability to make friends with people. 
And I feel bad for them for that because they were just shells of human beings going, you don't have the right paperwork, leave! <laughs> it's just everyone's gray. Yeah. I'm going to the bank. Yeah. Sounds like you had a fun time at the DMV. <laughs> Sounds like while you were at the DMV, you got a lot of shit done. So, what the fuck? <laughs> Get more shit done at the DMV and surrounding area. Sounds good. Give it up for this person. one more person. It's the comedy rule of three. How was your day today? What did you do? It was good. I can barely see you in your outfit. <laughs> Are people mad about that? It's just a camo joke. Whoa. Support the troops. Easy. Military service. Pretty soon, like, Taco Bell is going to be militarized. <laughs> it's the Taco Bell force. That's as far as I'm going with that because I realized what I set up with that. Anyway, moving on. How was your day yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah, or today. No, sorry. Yesterday. I'm keeping you on your toes. <laughs> June 10th. How was your day? How was it? June 10th of 1992. <laughs> I wasn't born. Fuck. Okay. How was your day today? It was good. Great. Um, I rode the train from Santa Barbara. There is one? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. There's a fucking train out there. That's cool. And this person rode that thing. Can I ask you a question? How much did that cost? Uh, my mom paid for it. <laughs> Give it up for this person. <laughs> what a bunch of wonderful people. I'm not that bad at crowd work. <laughs> anyway, do you guys want to keep the show rolling? We have three more amazing comics on the show. Uh, your next comic, oh man, we are so stoked when he comes by because guess what? He owns this place. Please give it up for Matt Besser! Hey everybody. How you doing? Good? I feel like the principal just walked out. This guy owns this place, so you better laugh or you gotta leave. Uh, so I live in Studio City, and yeah, all right. Actually, I have to say my state to get that. Okay, uh, but driving here—if you've been driving through the valley lately—I guess it's here in Hollywood too. Every billboard is weed, marijuana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it looks like the utopia I designed freshman year of college. You know, it's like, oh my god, it actually happened. Uh, big cleavage doctors, 420 doctors selling me weed. That's my dream. But uh, I was born in the Nancy Reagan 80s, the just say no era. Like, I know most of you aren't from it, but did you hear about it? Do you just say no? It was the simple phrase back then. And and uh, what it did was it, it, it said no to all drugs. This was the, the crack years, but pot was thrown in with crack, you know, and cocaine and, and heroin and everything. And I don't think meth was around yet. That's how long ago that was. But, but just say no. And my parents, everyone bought into it. I bought into it as a kid, of course, and my parents did. And they got me, I had this memory of this red just say no whistle. I'm like, yeah, they gave me a just say no whistle. I'm like trying to 
imagine the scenario that my parents wanted me to bring out that whistle, you know? Hey, kid, you want to buy some angel dust? No, 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 no. Okay, don't blow the whistle. I'm out of here. I knew I shouldn't have sold drugs on the playground. Is that the most impressive dealer, the guy that sells on the playground, or the least impressive? I can't tell. That's such a great myth. But the more I was thinking about it, I'm like, I'm going to... I looked for the... Because I keep everything, because I looked for that whistle. I couldn't find it. And then uh, I, uh, I, I looked it up in Google Images. I'm like, someone must have taken a picture of one of these fucking whistles. And I put red whistle... You know, just say no. And it didn't exist. I couldn't find it. But what did start appearing was no means no whistles. The 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 anti-rape whistle, right? You guys know the no means no campaign that came a little later. You guys got really quiet right now. <laughs> no means no whistle. I get and then I'm and now I'm thinking, did they give me a fucking rape whistle <laughs> to chase off drug dealers? <laughs> Because if that scenario had ever happened and I brought out the... I'm sure the, the drug dealer would have been like, that's on a whole different frequency. Doesn't affect my ears. Not running away. I'm not going to rape a kid. I'll just sell him drugs. But I totally bought into it. I, uh, Like I said, pot equaled crack back then. It still does. Isn't that crazy? Until right now, it's a Schedule One drug based on what happened back then. It was crazy. But I, I bought into it. I, I have a very distinct memory in ninth grade of my best friend after soccer practice saying, hey, we're getting high on this joint. Um, you want to get high? And I said, no, because I didn't want to be addicted to crack. I literally <laughs> stopped being friends with my best. This isn't even made up. I stopped being friends. I ditched. That was the day I stopped with that guy. And uh, and I think back on the day, I'm like, oh, my God, because I'm such a pothead right now, you know. And, and I said no to him. And my, my parents, like I said, they bought in, too. I remember their they, the drug talk. The I don't even remember a sex talk, but I remember the drug talk. And they got those whistles mixed up, so who knows? Maybe it's the same talk. But I remember the drug talk, and they sat me down. And this was their cautionary tale that my dad told me. He told me a story about my mom and he going to a dinner party, a, a, a fish fry, and he said uh, a joint was being passed around, marijuana joint, marijuana cigarette, and I, I only took one puff, he said, and I took that one puff, and suddenly a catfish from the other side of the table raised up off the plate, started floating towards me and talking to me. Now, as a 12-year-old child, a cautionary tale about a talking catfish doesn't it doesn't make you not want to do something. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm like, where did I get a joint so I can start talking to fish? But like I said, I bought into that. And the problem with that whole just say no, the whole pot equals crack, is once you do finally smoke pot freshman year of college, when I do finally smoke it, and I'm like, I don't want crack or heroin right now or cocaine. I don't think that that's the gateway opening up to me. And I find out it's not catfish. Don't talk to me. That was a disappointment. <laughs> but what you then you don't trust the government, right? <laughs> Seriously. You're like, why should I trust anything? The and right now we're right in the middle of that. Why trust the government it was just like that. And why trust your parents? Why trust anything they said? All those things they warned you about. 
There's no talking catfish. Uh, maybe I should try some of the things they warned me against. Maybe I should try getting hit by a car. I bet that carries a nice little buzz with it. They're trying to keep me from. Do you guys get talks like that about crossing the street? Like, to me, the, the car was the thing that killed you as a child. That was the thing. Or, or you remember the, when you get sit, sat down by your parents and they give you the time travel talk? You guys didn't get that? Yeah, my parents were like, don't do time travel. As much fun as it seems like it would be, you cannot mess with the time continuum because you could change history by interacting, especially if you meet yourself. You know, never meet yourself if you're going to time travel. And if you touch yourself when you time travel, you explode. I go, yes, I understand. Don't yell at me. I won't time travel. But we've all thought that, right? What if I was given a chance to kill... Ah, uh, nice. I was curious what you guys would say. Not Osama for you guys. Hitler. You're going back that far. What's who? Mussolini. That's who you're going to pick? That was your problem area, Mussolini? Pontius Pilate. He was the real bad guy. But you can't, you can't go, okay, you can't kill Hitler because it fucks up the time continuum and who knows, maybe the Beatles never meet. Right? That would suck. And then you're thinking, how many dead Jews is Strawberry Fields worth? What? I'm not Hitler. How many dead Jews is uh, Strawberry Fields worth? Do you like Strawberry Fields? Let's start there. Is that a good song? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the better ones, right? What's your favorite Beatles song? It's hard. Quickly. Um, Yesterday? Uh, well, let's do it now. <laughs> Classic. Oh, that was a great one. I should sit in there. Uh, yesterday. How many? That's one of my favorites, too. Yesterday. You know, that used to be about eggs, I think, the original lyrics. So, uh, not a joke. Uh, yesterday. How many dead Jews? You love the song, If I Kill Hitler, Yesterday Never Exist. How many dead Jews? Zero? Come on. 50? Really? A half a Jew? Just cripple a Jew for yesterday? I don't think you're being honest because there's an audience here. All right, we'll move on. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Okay, so, yeah, when I started weed, it was completely illegal. You know, you, you could go to prison uh, up to very recently. And, uh, and then it became, you know, a medicine. We're pretending it, we've been pretending that it's a medicine for, uh, uh, and it is for some people, for most of us, it, we're just getting a buzz on. Let's be, let's be honest. And now it's legal. It's completely legal. So I've gone the whole spectrum and I, it seems like it's time for me to retire just as it's being legal. This is where it struck me like that. I was at Disneyland with my, uh, with my five-year-old and my wife just four weeks ago. And I went in during the magic hour. That's the early time if you've ever been there, that you get in early. And uh, so we're in that line going in in the magic hour. We're very excited. 
And uh, as you go through the the metal detector, you know, I, you, you throw your stuff in the basket, and I throw, you know, my sunglasses and my keys and uh, my phone and my vape pen. I throw it in the basket. And I'd been there months ago and thrown that exact vape pen in there, and it had been no problems. So I wasn't even thinking about it being a problem. I throw it in there, and the, and the guy goes, okay, hold on. He holds up the vape pen, and he goes, is this CBD or THC? <laughs> You guys know what CBD is, right? That's pot without THC in it, okay? So what would you say if, if confronted with that choice? CBD. That's what I said. I said, oh, if I say it doesn't have THC in it, I get in. And he goes, well, I got to take it either way. And you go, what? Then why was it a choice? Because he was tricking me. If I had said electronic cigarette, I would have gotten in. See? He was trying to keep me from that lie. So he tricked me with the CBDC, and I'm like, because mm, I don't like to be tricked. And he goes, you got, you got to dispose of this. Um, you either have to throw this away, take it back to your room, or take it back to your car. This cannot be in Disneyland. And I, was, uh, and, and I go, fine. I don't have a room, so I'll take it back to my car, which if you've been to Disneyland, is an hour a fucking way from where you're standing at the goddamn gate. It takes forever to get there. So I'm like, I'm not fucking walking back to my car. I'm going to pretend to walk back to my car. As I turn around, he goes, and don't try to hide it somewhere or we're going to escort you from Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I walk up a little, I walk like five minutes away and I'm like near where some cars are and I'm, I'm like... It's been long enough, and I'll go hide it somewhere now. So I walk back, and I'm walking through the lobby of this uh, hotel that leads into it, and uh, I see these big comfy leather chairs, and I sit down on it like uh, like this, like I'm looking at my phone, and I put the vape pen like that in the cushions, and I get up, and I walk back, and I turn the corner, walking back towards the metal detector, and the guy that I had, that I had uh, gone through, the security guard, is sitting there, with his boss and they're both looking as I turn the corner they're both going like this looking at me looking right at me and smiling and nodding their head and I'm like what the fuck and I start to walk like I don't know what's going on I walk I start to walk past and they're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hold on sir you got to dispose of that vape pen and I go oh I did and they said no you did not and then I realize, I'm looking around, there's fucking surveillance everywhere there. As soon as I left, the guy went, okay, let's follow this loser, 50-year-old guy that's still getting high. Uh, let's just follow him all the way out. So they, they watched me the whole way. They saw me stash the vape pen, and they're like, you got to go throw that vape pen away. And I said, I did throw it in a trash can. They're like, no, we saw you did not. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. They're going to fucking escort me from goddamn Disneyland. <laughs> I'm going to end up in fucking Goofy Jail. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Goofy Jail? It has zigzag bars. And you only can eat cotton candy in there. I'm going to rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs> Get him, Goofy! So, uh, so uh, they, they escort me back to the fucking chairs. And now I realize, and I say chairs, I realize there was more than one chair. And now I can't figure out where my fucking vape pen is. And I'm a grown adult. Like, Find the pen. I give it back to him. And I, 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 he lets me in. But I felt so humiliated. I felt, I did feel back 18, back freshman year of college, the time the fireman 
busted me for almost burning down my room because we set my tapestries on fire getting high. And that same humiliating feeling, but also a feeling of like, yeah, fuck authority. And then I realized that's what I really like. That's what I really like about weed is it used to be illegal and now it isn't anymore. So I got to go to Disneyland to feel cool again. Thank you very much. I'm Matt Besser. Good night. It's Pride Month, and in honor of it, each week I want to let you know about a different show here on Earwolf you might not have heard of before. On Query, you can sit in on intimate conversations between host and stand-up comic Cameron Esposito, one of my favorites, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ plus family. Query has featured incredible guests like Margaret Cho, Lena Waithe, Jill Soloway, Roxanne Gay, Trixie Mattel, and Tegan and Sarah separately. The show explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix about gender, sexuality, and civil rights. You may even find your lovely ad reader, Rhea Butcher, on an episode of Query. I believe the first one. So check that one out. And celebrate Pride Month with Earwolf and subscribe to Query Now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Disney is a surveillance state. <laughs> I had to, FYI, I had to put uh, my Trixie in the workroom look on because I was afraid of pit stains, so bear with me. This late shift. Uh, now I just look like a lumberjack video store assistant manager. <laughs> I'm really going to make video stores a thing in my jokes. Anyway, we got two comics left. Are you all excited? I sure am! This next comic was also, which means I was as well, on, (laughs) she's laughing at it, (laughs) was on Two Dope Queens. Oh, yeah. Please keep it going for Naomi F. Perrigan. Naomi F. Perrigan, how are you doing and what are you working on? Oh, I'm doing good, Rhea Butcher. I am, you know, I moved to L.A., so I had to get in the podcast game. Of course, yeah. You you can't live here without one. You can't. I think, honestly, I changed my address. Sure. And I received a notice in the mail. And they're like, set up a podcast. Set up a podcast. Here's what are you a doing? Mixer. <laughs> a starter kit. Yeah. There's a starter kit in yeah. the mail. Um, so I'm working on that. That's cool. called Couples Therapy. Neat. And that's my live show where uh, me and my co-host Andy Beckerman have comics do sets together about oh, their relationship. Yeah. You know, oh, you and Cam going to do it eventually. I, we are. <laughs> when we have a Saturday that we're in town together. <laughs> truly. Truly. That is, that is <laughs> that the is work of booking. Thing. <laughs> that is truly yeah. the nightmare of booking. But yeah, totally. That's good. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Any other stuff? How's LA working for you? You know, I'll put it out there. You know, you, well, you and I have a truthful thing. Sure, yes. So I'll let we you speak the truth. So you know, <laughs> I still don't have a car. So I mean, that's on me. No, yeah, but also, like, more power to you. But I think if you, you can make it work. If you can make it work, and I don't know if Is I am. Working. <laughs> it ain't working. Yeah. It works if you work it. And yeah, I'm it does. not really working. You put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. If I had a car, that's exactly what I would do. I would reverse it. Yeah, that's how you drive it. Because it does have reverse. You do. Yeah. You reverse it, and then you forward it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that if you uh, want to go backwards, you go R, and if you want to go forwards, you go D. But you what? know, I found D to always be regressive. <laughs> right. Levels. Yeah, Levels. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> Naomi, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh. Wonderful as always. Oh, thank you. Everybody watch her two dope queen stuff. <laughs> Naomi and Farragut, everybody let her in! Girl. <laughs> All right, you guys, you ready for your final comic of the evening? 
they are a surprise. And what a wonderful surprise they are, y'all. Give it up for James Adomian. James Adomian, what are you working on? Well, what are you up to? I'm working How on your life. Thank you. Any I, of these things? Uh, life, medium. Uh, what was the middle question? How, what are you doing? What are you up to? Uh-huh. Well, I'm doing kind of the same question twice. I yeah. I wonder if I can differentiate that anyway. Um, what I, I'm, I believe in you. What I'm doing is strategizing. Yeah. And what I've been up to is um, a lot of. Cleaning and organizing? I get that. So no, this those is are not, great things together. That's these the are chocolate not, and peanut butter of these next are not stage of your life. What I would call professional plugs. Yeah, these yeah, are, I'm like just it. like, just checking in and updating you. But you're telling the audience what they should maybe think about doing too. So this is more <laughs> of a, you know, a mental, emotional I'm here, plug. I'm here, yeah, to let you know that I'm um, I'm doing some self-care. Sure, yes. If you want to, uh, I use buzzwords that I pick up uh-huh. on Tumblr. Yeah, um, I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the last person on Tumblr emotional also. Emotional labor, right? You know what, James, this is an interview with you, but I do have to mention, I am a meme on Tumblr. Are you Did really? Did you know that? And it's a positive thing. It's actually not bad. But yeah, I'm a, a meme. A meme. Um, do you, are, you, are you moving in it, or yeah, are you it's just like, a like video. cartoonized? Because Cameron didn't know that you had to like cook top ramen noodles. You, she thought you just ate them raw? She like? thought you just put them in the hot water and it's done. Oh, well, and I, and it takes a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, she okay. didn't take those few minutes. She just thought, put it in the water, serve it immediately. And I was like, this isn't done. They're like crunchy. Because uh, that's like what I grew up Al dente, with. Yeah. very al dente. And then I said like, you're not in trouble, you're my wife. And then people just like lost You're not in trouble, you're my wife. Because I was like, not, I was upset, but like, why would you, why would you be in trouble or something? Anyway, this is about you. All right. Well, let's, so, hey, let's, let's commit to get back on Tumblr, make some memes. <laughs> make some memes, everybody. That's what we're up to, folks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're creating. What we, when, when what's out there isn't good, we create something True. new. Take it back. Yeah. Take back the memes. Memes. We will, the memes will take them. We are memes. Thank you, James. We're, I, we're, we're all made of stars, but we also we're all, we're all memes. We're all fully made up of memes. At this point. That's, I'm just running on stars and memes. <laughs> thank you, James. Yeah, Great thanks, Rhea. Thanks for being on the show. Can't wait to see the next thing that you clean or organize.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.